Okay, guys, welcome to another episode of the best podcast on your radio right now. This minute, 2020, it is the controversy with Laquita Middleton, and I am your host, Laquita Middleton, and honey, let's go ahead and get started with it. Let's start out with a quote. And I think this quote is very, very relevant. This quote says, what did you expect when you removed the gag that closed those black mouths? That they would sing your praises? Those heads that your fathers pressed to the ground, did you expect to read adoration in their eyes when they could look up? That quote is a fiery quote from the late, great John Paul Sartre. If you don't know about him, please take the time to look him up. But hey, guys, right now, today's date is 10 5 2020. You may be listening to this a few days in the future, but this is still relevant. The main thing of today, it's time for us to wake up, my people. I've said this in so many poems that I've written. I have said this in plays that I have written and performed in. I have done this in speeches, but guys, it is way too, oh, way too significant for us to sit around here and act like life is not happening around us. Because right now, honestly, wholeheartedly, guys, we are in the middle of a war and we don't even know it. The enemy, they're out there coming out with guns, physical guns, while we're out here blazing call of duty. Now, I know that I'm from Alabama, guys. I'm a country girl. I am a country girl at heart. I love it. But one of the things that the people back in Alabama and even when I went to Kentucky for college, what they used to say all the time, they used to sing it with their hearts. They used to say, keep your lamps trimmed and burning, keep your lamps trimmed and burning, keep your lamps trimmed and burning, for the time is drawing nigh. Keep your lamps trimmed and burning for the time is drawing nigh. Guys, what am I talking about? A few days ago, your president, not my president, (laughs) told a group of racist people, basically an offshoot of the Klan, told them to stand back and stand by. Now, as the leader of the free world, he has just emboldened a group of terrorists against people who go against him. So you can be a Black Lives Matter peaceful protester and these people will be sent out to you to do whatever they would like to for you And they have the blessing of your president, not mine. So guys, this is something that is really, really deep. I know you have heard about the Proud Boys. I know you have. They've been on the news stations. They've been on news news articles. They've been all over the place. And people are just now learning about them, even though they've been around for several years. So remember back in, I think, um, well, I'll just say a few years ago, you have the whole protest in Charlottesville where a young white lady was actually run over by a car and she lost her life. 
young lady had a long life ahead of her. However, because of this group, the Proud Boys who actually came out and they were behind all of the melee that went on during this particular protest, they literally killed this young lady, left her mom crying, weeping, and wailing over the loss of her child. So guys, we don't have time to be sitting around playing Call of Duty. And of course, I'm not talking about the game. Literally, I'm talking about being focused on the things that we don't need to be focused on. Because when I listen to some of the conversations that our people actually focus on, we're focused on things that don't really matter. Who cares about what song Cardi B and Megan The Stallion actually has? Who cares about that? We're out here being attacked and we don't even recognize it. We're not preparing ourselves for it. And of course, yes, I mentioned Black Lives Matter and they are doing wonderful things out here. My sister, um, based out of Birmingham, um, Dewana Thompson, graduated from Berea College a year after I did. She is doing her thing across this country working with hashtag woke vote. So go ahead and look that up. She's doing a lot of great things. And there are a lot of people doing a lot of things for the betterment of our people. But my people, we need to come together. We need to put more fire behind the passion that we have for equality in this country. And going back to this Proud Boys thing, guys, we cannot afford to go back and open up the whole um, racism of the 50s and 60s back in 2020 and beyond. We cannot afford that. And as I think about my family tree, you may know about your family tree and other people may know about their family trees. Just imagine how many people would have been added to our family trees had they not been forced to hang in a tree because of racism, the same type of racism that your president, not mine, is allowing and emboldening in our particular, particular country this day to tell a group of terrorists to stand back and stand by for instruction, for instruction, Guys, let me tell you, let me tell you also the significance of today. The significance of today, at least to me, at least to the family, at least to a lot of people who knew the power that this one man has. Now, I will tell you guys, I have a love for Dr. King and everything that he did for our people, all of the sacrifice he, his family, his kids, everybody made for our people. But then there is a fiery young preacher that came up out of Mount Meigs, Alabama. Honey, Reverend Fred L. Shuttlesworth, man, he had so much fire in him, so much passion. And what made him a notch above the rest was the fact that when God spoke to him, he did not allow other people to lead him astray, to cause him fear. And even if he had fear, he knew that the only 
person or entity that he should fear was the fear that he had of God. Now, this man, I can go on and on telling you about all of the greatness of this man, but I remember learning about a time because, of course, I'm not in his, his age group, but I remember reading about a time in 1956 on Christmas Day as he was sitting on his bed talking with some other members of the movement and his three of his kids were in the house. One, his oldest daughter, um, Miss Patricia, was at the hospital because she had broken her arm. And so she was being cared for there. His wife, Miss Ruby Killer Shuttlesworth, was also there at the home. And while everybody is just enjoying Christmas Day and smiling in the Christmas spirit, all of a sudden, boom, the house blows up. Reverend Shuttlesworth, this man was really narrow, really petite for a man, maybe about 5'7", five, 5'8", five, at the tallest, 5'6", somewhere between 5'6", and 5'8", tall, was blown from one side of his house all the way over to the other side of his house. All of the black people in the neighborhood came out and was like, oh no, they've killed Reverend Shuttlesworth. They've killed him. But guess what? When that smoke cleared, he walked right through his backyard to the point when the police were there. Key point, the police were already there. When do they ever come on time or come early, come soon for a black person in a black neighborhood? Hmm. The police officer swore up and down that Reverend Shuttlesworth was a ghost. He was so shocked, he couldn't even speak. But when you have the power of God behind you, there is nothing that can stop you from doing what God says to do. So the relevance of all of this conversation is that my adopted grandfather, Reverend Fred L. Shuttlesworth, he almost got killed in 1956 when they came and bombed his house. And then the very next day, this man was on the Birmingham City buses trying to desegregate the buses. But he was like, I'm on fire for this. I have a passion for this. He almost lost his life. He almost lost his wife. He almost lost three of his kids who he almost lost hit the people that he was meeting with. He almost even lost his livelihood because he stayed in the parsonage literally about a foot away from the church that he preached at. So guys, today is the anniversary of his demise. A few years ago, he did, and he lived to be in his late 80s. He was a very vibrant man. He used to walk around the neighborhood. Everybody should see him and speak to him, and he would wear his nice three-piece suits everywhere he went, and he was a vibrant man. He loved black people. He loved the community, but you will not tell me that everything that my adopted granddaddy and others fought for back in the 50s and 60s, it was for nothing. And we are willing to just sit here and not do anything substantial and then allow these people to come and just terrorize the people. Anybody, it doesn't matter what race you are. If you are on the side of the justice, you're on the side of me. So we are not going to sit up here and act like nothing is going on. 
There are a lot of things going on. There are a lot of people working in behind closed doors in the dark, trying to make sure that this old idea of the South shall rise again. Like, dude, you all already lost. Do y'all remember y'all lost the civil war? <laughs> you know, let's get real with it. But they can't, they can't give up on that. But the thing is, we on our side, the um, the side of justice, we should not get to a point where we are sitting here and we're stagnant. We're okay. We're nonchalant about it because, as I said at the top of this meeting, of this podcast, we are in the middle of a war and we don't even know it. They're coming out with guns while we're out here blazing Call of Duty. And guys, we don't have time to play around. We don't have time to mimic the whole physical practice of the 60s by marching. Okay, we're marching. Dr. King marched and marched and marched. We're not, we're not, we got to get beyond that. Because what you all don't understand, and I've done a lot of study on um, Black history, heritage, and culture, because that's what my degree is in. And then, you know, I have a whole long resume that, you know, I can use a whole podcast show to actually tell you about my resume with Blackness. But we all have to get to the point where we are not allowing the hard work, the sacrifices of our ancestors to go to waste because we are too fearful of doing anything outside of walking up and down the street yelling chants. What the people did, the civil rights people, Dr. King and others did, while they had people out there marching, there were other people working behind the scenes to make sure that laws were changed. They were making sure that laws were changed. They were out there with another group of people who were changing people's minds about what was going on in the United States of America. Did you even know that um, Dr. King's wife, Coretta Scott King, Mrs. Coretta Scott King, excuse me, was a trained opera singer? So she sang for a lot of fundraisers to raise money to help bail protesters out. What are we doing today? We have a whole lot of power, guys. We have a whole lot of powers. And what we need to do is to band together with some of these groups that are already existing out here, such as the Black Lives Matter group, and really put our skills and our talents and our intelligence together to really figure out what we're going to do and to stick to it. This is a time where we need to unify. We need to be a monolithic people. We need to resurrect that faith that Reverend Shuttlesworth had throughout his entire lifetime. We need to resurrect that power that he had. We may not be able to resurrect him because, hey, we're not Jesus, but we need to resurrect that power, that faith, that courage that he actually had that led him to get on a city bus and try his best to get buses desegregated the day after somebody tried to come and claim his life and the life of his family and loved ones. We got to resurrect that power that he had when he drove down from Birmingham to Anniston to get Congressman John Lewis out of Anniston and others out of Anniston, out of Montgomery when they would not allow black people 
to go to the hospital because it was a white hospital. When those um, freedom riders refused, um, the, the uh, freedom riders had to go to the hospital. Did you even know that they would not even take the freedom riders to the hospital because they were an interracial group? And they was like, oh, I'll take the white ones. The black people say, oh, well, you know, we can only take the black ones. And they was like, no, that's going to defeat the whole purpose of what we're doing. We are together in this. So it's not necessarily a whole all whites against all blacks. No, I've never said that in my life. It's all people for justice against all people for injustice. Guys, what side of the um, what side of the television are you going to be on? Are you going to be on the side where people are just sitting down watching what's going on in the world? Or are you going to be on the other side of that television out there marching, out there going to the courthouse, out here filing this paperwork, out here filing this um, these charges or whatever? What side of the television are you prepared to be on? This is what we got to think about, people. The controversy is all out there. We can read the news and it can we can skim over it and then um, go to um, another site that we're more comfortable with, like the social media sites or um, maybe the websites of some of our famous musicians or actors or actresses or movies that we want to go and see or whatever it is. We have to realize that there is controversy all around us. So when I talk about doing this show, guys, this show has actually been really, really easy because it's so much going on in this in this land. So much going on in this land, and we have to get to a point where we are tired of it. Don't be tired of it in just lip service. Don't be tired of it in just lip service. Be tired of it in action. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? And if you're not going to do anything about it, don't sit up in here and have a conversation about people who are doing something about it. Guys, this has been a very, very heated episode. I want to know what you are thinking. I need to know what's on your mind, your perspective, because it's a lot of stuff going on out here, guys. And we have got to do better. We have got to do better. Before I let you all go, Guys, check me out on Instagram. The podcast is, it says the Controversy Podcast. Look that up on Instagram, the Controversy Podcast. Add me as a friend. Figure out what's going on with me and um, everything that I have going on, how I'm reaching out to the masses, getting that information out to the masses, trying to inspire the masses. Put a little fire up under your tail. (laughs) to get some um, people out here, boots to the street. Go to the Controversy Podcast on Instagram. So in summary, guys, what do we talk about? We open up with a great quote, and that quote was by John Paul Sarter. Look it up, guys. Look him up. J-E-A-N-P-A-U-L-S-A-R-T-R-E. Look that up. Look that up, guys. We talked about this group called the Proud Boys. 
quote unquote, proud boys. They have been around for a number of years now, and they have been doing things under the guise of the Ku Klux Klan, but they've been doing a lot of things under their name, but they've kind of, you know, just kind of been hiding that new name of Proud Boys. So guys, it doesn't matter what the name is. <laughs> it really doesn't matter what the name is. It's about how they are affecting who we are, our livelihood that we have here in the so-called United States of America. I need you to be aware. All right. You need to be aware of what's going on and then put some action behind that awareness. We also gave reverence and homage to my adopted grandfather, Reverend Fred Lee Shuttlesworth out of Mount Meigs, Alabama, representing for Birmingham. And when you're talking about civil rights in Birmingham, Alabama, a lot of people like to refer to Dr. King, but Dr. King came to Atlanta at the begging and the urging of Reverend Fred Lee Shuttlesworth. Guys, study him. Study him. Dr. King is a great, was a great man. He did a lot of great things, but there were a lot of more people who did a lot of great things for our people to get us the freedom that we have today. Okay. So that's also what we talked about. Guys, we're talking about this call of action. Come join me over here at um, the Controversy Podcast. Figure out what I'm doing. See some of the things that I'm doing. And guys, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the controversy with Laquita Middleton podcast. I am excited about this show and I will see you next time. Peace.